Hello, and welcome to Science, Solutions, and Sprinkles with Sarah Jane. This is Sarah Jane, and this is episode 44 of the podcast. Today, I want to look over my notes and go over with you a summary of the book, Atlas of the Heart by Brene Brown. I bought the physical book. I listened to the audio book multiple times. I have shared with my friends and family all kinds of different quotes from it because I feel like Atlas of the Heart really is a map to feelings. And she really describes why she titled it the way that she does. And if you love any of Brene Brown's other books, you'll really enjoy Atlas of the Heart. If you're trying to learn about feelings or how to express feelings or emotions, um, she goes over 87 different emotions in the book and gives definitions and how they relate to each other. I don't even know how to express what I learned. Um, It brought me to tears when I was writing out my notes from the book because how do you even express the feeling of being able to express your feelings? Uh, She just solidifies what feelings are, how they feel, how to express them in so many different ways. It was it was very mind-opening, eye-opening, feeling-opening. The floodgates were open in reading this book. So um, I read the book. I list, Like I said, I listened to it. I read it. I've referred to it. I've had it for probably two months now. Um, I also even got books that she references. So other books that that she talked about um, in the book, I've picked up because I wanted to learn more about that emotion. Um, So one of the key things she talks about is that people will do anything not to feel pain, which I think is why for years I've been really good at stuffing my emotions or just not expressing them. Um, I come from the, as she called it, the suck it up and don't talk about your feelings family. So really wasn't ever taught how to express my feelings in a useful way. Um, It was better just to not talk about them and stuff them down and find other outlets for them than to actually say what you were thinking or feeling. Another favorite quote that she has from the beginning, um, and it really resonated with me at this time in my life. Uh, My husband's um, stepdad passed away and through his hospice, I was able to have this book by my side. And one of the quotes um, that he has, or that she has, excuse me, Brene Brown has that I have repeated a lot to friends and family through this time is, my people die with a look of defiance on their face and shit in every drawer. And I think she's referencing not dealing with your stuff And that's really, I think a lot of people, we accumulate all this stuff over our lifetime. And I mean physical stuff as well as emotional stuff. And we don't want to admit that we're going to die. So I'm going to read it to you again because it's a pretty good quote. My people die with a look of defiance on their face and shit in every drawer. And in that she's talking about, you know, when a family member dies and you have to go through all of their stuff. And do you just throw it out or do you keep it? Do you, you know, throw it out when no one's looking? Um, And it's really that we're not taught how to deal with it. We just, you know, hold on to everything. So I think she has a lot of key points. And the more I listen to it or have listened to it, the more takeaways I have. Even in prep for this, I listened to some of the chapters again. Uh, I've been working with my counselor on what we call my tree, which is all the things that encompass, you know, Sarah Jane. And... 
some of the things that I'm definitely watering my tree with or feeding my tree with or feeding my soul with, myself with, uh, I learned from this book. So that mindfulness, that self-compassion, really more acceptance, kindness, and love for self and others. So again, this book is all about emotions, um, emotional states or traits. So there is a difference between a state and a trait, right? Um, Example, you know, curiosity. Curiosity can be a state or a trait. Um, So basically, I want to go over now, I want to go over my new definitions of emotions. Again, there's 87 different ones in the book. I took a favorite or couple from each chapter, and I have 16 different uh, emotional states or traits to go over with you. Some of them also, I guess I have to qualify, they're not just emotions, they can be experiences. So anxiety and excitement, the part that I thought was interesting about this is that they can feel the same. Resentment, resentment, I found a quote on this recently, is like drinking poison and waiting for your enemy to suffer. Really with resentment, you're the one that suffers. Another one of these emotions or experiences that resonates with me is expectations. I didn't realize how important setting expectations or communicating expectations or realizing what my expectations of a situation are, um, are so important to having good boundaries. And I've been reading, you know, whole books on boundaries recently. Curiosity, um, as I mentioned, curiosity can be a state or a trait. And curiosity she defined as acknowledging a gap in knowledge so I think of it like uh, when you get your bachelor's degree you think that you know everything but when you get your master's um, you realize you know nothing Um, so again curiosity is acknowledging the gap in knowledge and that's one of the reasons that I have this podcast is because I love I am so curious and I love learning things so the idea behind curiosity is the more we know the more we want to know Another interesting one in the in the next chapter, um, she talks about is cognitive dissonance. And I didn't know. Um, I think there's a, a level of cognitive dissonance in everything, especially relationships, <laughs> right? There's things that we may not like about a relationship, but we stick around anyway. So there's a there's a cognitive dissonance. We're always trying to calm um, relationships with your romantic partner, relationships with your boss, whatever it is. There's there's things you love and you hate about the situation, but you stay anyway. Um, Cognitive dissonance is assigned as inconsistency, no resolve, um, when your beliefs and your behaviors are not in harmony. And I don't think I realized how much this was present or prevalent. So it is an interesting um, key thing to me, cognitive dissonance. Uh, The next one I want to talk about is sadness. So sadness is important and we need it. I think that was the the, the key takeaway, right? That's our contrast. sadness is important because we won't have you know the contrast the happiness without it next one is boundaries um I really wasn't taught boundaries as a kid um being religious I don't think of myself um you you want to be Christ-like so just let people walk all over you um which really isn't the case um so I wasn't taught boundaries or started to learn about boundaries till now till my mid-30s and it's something tough to learn later and so it's something I'm trying to teach my kids to have as well Um, so that was the one that that stood out to me another heavy one uh, shame 
Uh, she talks a lot about shame and I think it's interesting that perfectionism is a function of shame. So the differences between shame and guilt are contrasted. So shame means, you know, I'm bad. That's the self versus guilt is something that I did is bad. Um, so that's the behavior is bad, not yourself. There's so much to unpack there. Um, I think there's some bit of perfectionism in me and a whole lot of shame. So, I mean, there's whole books again on this topic and it's something that Brene Brown has talked about a lot, but I really liked um, her definition, definitions around shame. Moving on to connection and disconnection. Um, humans are social, right? I'm a super extrovert. The more I learn about myself and, and connection is a basic human need. So a lot of decisions that I make in a day-to-day basis, I realize are for connection or to prevent disconnection. Um, so that people pleasingness. And so identifying that need for connection and recognizing how to get that need met, super interesting to me. Next up, trust and self-trust. Um, she talks about openness And so what to do when the heart is open and trust and self-trust and great definitions there. One of my favorites, positively, uh, tranquility. And she defined tranquility as associated with the absence of demand and no pressure to do anything. Man, we could all use some more tranquility. Again, I'll read that to you. Associated with the absence of demand and no pressure to do anything. There's just two more, um, disgust. And when I think of disgust, I think of the movie Inside Out. And I think of the little green gal keeping uh, the character in the movie safe. So disgust keeps her from eating broccoli because, you know, that dangerous flavor would not be good for her. There's disgust there. Um, But really disgust does, does have a purpose. Humility is the final one. Um, And the quote that she has for humility, I actually have printed on my office wall now. And it's, I'm here to get it right, not to be right. And I think that's so powerful, at least in what I do in quality assurance. Um, I'm not arguing with you to be right. I'm arguing with you because I want production to keep going. I want to have the system correct. I want it to produce product to specification. So I think that humility that I'm here to get it right, not to be right is a great uh, summary of that. So again, 87 different emotions talked about in the book. My favorite ones, are you ready? Anxiety and excitement, resentment, expectations, curiosity, cognitive dissonance, sadness, boundaries, shame, connection and disconnection, trust and self-trust, tranquility, disgust, and humility. If you want to learn more about emotions, read this book, listen to this book, pick up this book. Uh, I literally am using it like a reference. It is all sticky noted out. And I've talked to people about it on planes. I have really just dove into the emotions that she talks about. And I've truly enjoyed the things that I've learned from it. The last quote that I'll leave you with, that's super great to me. um, She talks about walking on eggshells being taped to my own feet. So how often are you looking at an issue or look having something that you are perceiving as a problem? So you're walking on eggshells, but the other person 
isn't going to react. So whether this be in a spouse relationship or in a work relationship, I just really identified with this idea that I'm walking on eggshells, but they're taped to my own feet. I think it goes back to that, like waiting for the other shoe to drop or... I'm really just, you know, trying to do this for someone else, not realizing that that someone else maybe doesn't want it done for them. So again, don't walk on eggshells taped to your own feet. If you want to learn more about emotions or how to express them, read Atlas of the Heart. Leave a comment here if you've read the book. Again, this is Sarah Jane with Science, Solutions, and Sprinkles. Thanks for listening to episode 44.